Hey, how you guys doing? The producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks, our weekly, mostly, uh, recap uh, show about Marvel Comics and other comics. As we kind of walk through some different comics here and there that are new, and then usually we have a throwback Thursday to the X-Men, not this week. Um, but on the line tonight, are, it, it, it's a treat. Uh, it's a treat. We'll go through the first two fellas that have been with the Marvel Hack since we started. Uh, on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hello, my brothers. Yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> make sure you get your ERs in. But that other word, you don't want to use the ER. Just letting you know. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I don't think you want to. I don't think I'm allowed to use the not ER version. Either. Yeah, it's ER, not. Uh, also on the line is Mutant uh, Number Two. It's the Salmon. Salmon, say what's happening. Need you love for the mutants. Back again. Back in that right spot. Hey, he's here. Yeah, well, we can rotate it now that it's March. And on the line yes. tonight, if you've been with us since this was the Thursday night comic book show, uh, the comic book show, uh, but not on the Marvel hacks, uh, Big Hutch is back on the call. Hutch, say what's happening, man. Hello. Yeah, hello everybody. <laughs> You've been away for a while. We we won't go into why, but you have been away for a while. So welcome back, uh, man. Big Hutch, you should have heard what these guys were saying about you while you were gone. <laughs> Talking about your socks, I've, Professor I've seen and and play. Play. some of these things. And Colossus, <laughs> yes, Colossus, terrible things. Um, um, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I yes, I've heard some of them. I heard some of your stuff, too, about the socks being up too high. What? That's right. That is fake news. That's fake news, yeah. No innocence. Nice. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So, we're going to get into a few books tonight. Uh, We got That's Day One, That's Day One with Flash number 41. Uh, The back half of the podcast will be a bunch of uh, current X books that we've been going through over the last few weeks. And then in the middle, a couple of the legacy books. Uh, But before that, let's get the blurred notes. Hold on, let me hit my music. All right, so blurred notes as it plays us in. Just a couple of uh, comic book, comic book, movie, news kind of topics that have happened over the week. Um, And just we're going to kind of hit on them and go around the room for thumbs up, thumbs down, or what the hell are they thinking. Um, All right, so letter B. This one came out today. Um, there was notes about the, the they're making this Joker origin movie, and the Joker is supposed to be some washed-up comedian from the 80s. This with Martin Scorsese and uh, what's that actor's name, the dude that was in, that played Johnny Cash? Well, oh, Johnny well, Noah. Which one is it? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, just around the room, Brother Beavis, is there any interest in seeing a Joker origin movie that probably would not involve Batman? Uh, no, I think that they caught lightning in a bottle, and now everybody's like everybody who considers themselves a serious filmmaker or actor is trying to like get a piece of that, and it's just not going to happen. That, I mean, Heath Ledger's performance was a one-time thing. And the Joker was great in that instance. They, they'll never do anything on, on screen that's going to equal or exceed that. So just stop. Okay. okay. All right. Hutch, y'all, you're I, one of the artistic movie goer, so maybe a Martin Scorsese, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I think it could be interesting. 
until you told me it was Joaquin Phoenix playing him. <laughs> He's an actor, and I'm sure he'll be yeah. a crazy method, just as uh, as Ledger was, or attempt to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese behind it. I mean, you trust in Martin? We trust. Mm, I don't know. There's a lot of trust. <laughs> Sandman, the washed-up '80s comedian, and, and it's so funny because they've always played with Joker's uh, origin story to begin with. So they're kind of playing up mm-hmm. into that Red Hood version. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any interest in that? Man, DC done gone plain loco uh, with all that. I think the failure of the damn DCEU has just got them like throwing darts against the wall. That's probably what they were doing anyway before that. But uh, yeah, the only thing I find interesting is Scorsese's name is attached to it, so I'm. Kind of curious on what he would do, but uh, nothing than that, no. <laughs> I don't really care. All right. Let's jump to the L. L for Lantern. It was uh, reported this <laughs> week in comic book movie news <laughs> uh, that <laughs> there's a possibility that the Green Lantern Corps movie that has been rumored for DC Cinematic uh, may star Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. It'll be the Green Lantern Corps, so there would be a John Stewart. Uh, but they would bring in Tom Cruise to play the grizzled veteran, I would assume, because he ain't no spring chicken. So around the room, <laughs> Hutch, Tom Cruise, uh, stiff arm running and all, as Hal Jordan. No, no, and hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy. No, no, man, that's just crazy. I mean, it's as crazy as Tom Cruise is himself, and that's pretty damn crazy. Now nah, you, you can have that. Brother Beavis, you called it stunt casting, and it worked out so well. Yeah, it's the same, I mean, it's the same thing trying to, with Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. I mean, do a legitimate casting process and cast the person that brings the energy to the role and brings something that complements the story. Don't cast it in the abstract and count on quote-unquote star power to carry the movie. It's ridiculous. I don't think people realize how, besides Mission Impossible, how unpopular Tom Cruise is. Like, since the couch <laughs> jumping incident, he is persona non grata with most people. Um, people think he's a, like a weird, you know, Scientology dude. Oh, wait, he is a weird Scientology dude. So I don't <laughs> think that people, I, I think that would be, I think that would be disastrous for DC to do. I mean, just absolute disastrous, but that's what they do. Where are they at right now? Yeah, in a disaster mode. So, I mean, why not? That's what Brother Beavis was saying. Just go ahead and stunt cast it if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I I think that would be terrible. Blurt Notes is super DC'd here, by the way, as we get into um, uh, the E, though. Hey, it's for the Extreme Universe. This posted today, (laughs) I said that to (laughs) y'all. It was reported that uh, Rob Liefeld's Extreme Universe, with all of his god-awful 90s characters from the Extreme <laughs> Universe, are getting a Netflix. They're going to be the Netflix, essentially, heroes. I guess maybe when Marvel ports all their people over to the Disney Channel or their Disney uh, streaming service, Strange they're going to replace it with uh, all those 90s extreme heroes from Rob Liefeld uh, going around the room. Sandman, Rob Liefeld. Heroes on the Netflix. Man, Netflix is about to lose a lot of damn money. Uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bad Anatomy himself with his bad, terrible ass characters. What do you think? Hell no. God, are they that desperate? That actually pissed me off when I read that. That's terrible. 
There's nothing worse. <laughs> there's nothing worse than '90s heroes, except and Rob, '90s Rob Liefeld heroes, <laughs> brother Jesus. Yeah, and it's not even like Youngblood or like any of his like marginally popular characters. It's yeah. like it's it's the Sunday Nitro of Image Comics. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's Saturday night main event, but like Hogan was hurt and um Randy Macho Man Savage was like on suspension. It's just really a bunch of like ranks. I was looking at the pictures and first of all I was like, I don't know any of these ninjas. But too when I started reading about it, I was like, Man, now I know why I don't know none of these ninjas. Who what in the world? Hutch they're going to have lots of pockets on those uniforms yeah. and costumes, man. Yeah. Lots of pockets and, I guess, Big a lot of muscles and, um, yeah. Um, I don't know none of these dudes either. I mean, I think I've seen their pictures, but I, I can't name any guys on this, on this uh, picture I'm looking at. Characters. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Greg knew him at all is is, is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, I read the article. That's basically all I could say. Um, look, man, Rob Liefeld is the worst. He's a terrible <laughs> artist. He's a terrible writer. He's a terrible creator of terrible characters. The, he, he is white privilege in comics in freaking live and living form, man. Uh, uh, whatever. If I ever see him in the street, I'm punching him in the dick. All right, next. Uh, <laughs> R. Hey, man, in fact, still on DC, there's been some Shazam early set photos. Uh, Sandman sent one out this morning, uh, and then there's been a couple of other ones that kind of uh, premiered over this the last couple of weeks or so, or the last week or so. Uh, you see uh, Zach Levy in the costume, and as I like to say, hey, they went there. The costume is red as fuck. Um, the big-ass lightning bolt in the middle. You got to wonder what it's going to look like once it's cg but uh, back at the top, Brother Beavis, any of these photos make you more interested or less interested than Shazam? You can't make a good Batman movie. You can't make a good Superman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why I should think you're going to make a good Shazam movie, and then I'll get excited. Yeah. I you said Shazam is essentially just Superman light, but with magic. Any chance that they can make a good Shazam movie? And Little And Little Kids. <sighs> Uh, it's going to be a push. He kind of, you know, he kind of looked like a Jimmy Fallon a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what, hey, go for it. Who, who's going to be Black Adam again? Who's going to be the main villain? Or the, gonna the, be Rock. the Rock. The Rock. But he ain't going to be in the Black, Black Adam, Adam. Yeah, but not in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he's not in the movie, I mean, who's going to be the number one villain in this movie? Uh, I don't know that I heard about that. Oh, it's it's, it's uh, uh, Savannah, so his his doctor uh, enemy. So that that, that little movie. skinny white dude with the glasses. Yeah, that mofo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be awful. <laughs> <laughs> don't you risk though if you put The Rock slash Black Adam in the movie that he's just going to be more. Po everybody's just going to be rooting yeah. for The Rock. And you, you oh. can't even make Shazam the hero of his own movie. It's going to be the NWO. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, the the Black Panther might have been the second or third best character in 
his own movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Is that. yeah. yeah, there is also true. So that is okay. that's just the hot takes you don't get when Big Hutch isn't on. I mean, this is also true. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they've been long missed. All right. And let's get to the D here. Uh, it was reported that uh, one of the Russo brothers, that's the Avengers movie that's been moved up a week in its release for an Infinity War, uh, he described Vision as a living MacGuffin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw up that Dr. Brown Beavis at the top because you, uh, you placed that term on this podcast, which we will use a lot here as we get to the Avengers book. Uh, you know, you, you, are you still scared about this movie, even with them moving it up a week? Yeah, I, well, one, I don't know why they moved it up other than, like, they just want their money sooner. It's going to make money. Um, the thing that concerned me, actually, this week is I was trying to do some research on who was playing uh, the Black Order because mm. I'm assuming they're going to be, like, terrible, emo, overpowered villains. Mm. And they're, like, there's not a, there's not a like, an act that... Like, if you read the cast, they're not even, like, listed. They're just, like... Uh, motion and voice actors and just mm. that this just tells me this I, i'm i'm really nervous i think this movie is going to be chock full of garbage i think it's just <laughs> wow. going to be walled i think Holy it's going to be like they run the risk of being like a michael bay movie Woo! Oh, no that's, that's pretty low uh, fighting words yeah i thought hutch was the one with the hot takes there um hutch, <laughs> are you worried about the avengers infinity war Yes, I am for all the same reasons. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fast moving CGI stuff in the uh, in the Ultron movie. A little, uh, you're gonna add at least another twenty heroes to this one. Sandman, uh, very Sandman. Are you worried about this movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the most I can sit on my feet tomorrow. Would have to be a little nervous for stuff that's going to be happening in this movie. I mean, I, I forget how many characters they said. It's a lot, and yeah, that alone is going to make it difficult. And you know, they got to tell stories and shit in the middle of all that. I, good luck. I mean, I trust. I trust the the reasons. Yeah, you know, yeah uh, Captain America um, and uh, Winter Soldier are among the better MCU movies. I think that they did. So um, until they don't I trust them? Uh, I'm worried about the villain, to be honest with you. Even though it's been mm-hmm. over ten years of building up to this point, uh, you still have, I mean, essentially grimace uh, <laughs> as the villain, and it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, it's a little bit concerning. And you know, I don't know if they've made him, you know, too powerful. You know, to use a wrestling term, I was like, I don't know if he can, you know, get heat. And he might just be like this really big, you know, vanilla bad Goldberg? guy. Who's, well, well, no, but a van- more of a vanilla yeah. bad guy. Like Sid, no, more like Sid Vicious. Yeah. Like, oh, he's big <laughs> and he's scary looking, but he sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I've, I've, I've been kind of fairly unhyped for this movie um, just because. Huh. Uh, you know, because Marvel movies, they come out, you know, kind of frequently now, and you just kind of like, hey, all right, I know what I'm going to see. Uh, so I've been not really too hyped for it, and, you know, Black Panther took a lot of hype, you know, out of me to begin with, so I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, after that. So I, I don't think I'm nervous that it's going to be bad. I'm just nervous that it's going to just be meh. 
And that's that's even worse. Because if it was bad, we could at least hate watch it. And, you know, so I'm just kind of worried that it'll just be kind of average and, you know, whatever. So, I don't know. The rumors is a lot of people are going to die in that movie. But, you know, with the other, and there's a stone that you can bring people back to life, right? But yeah. Yeah, the other Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, so well, there you go. So, so, yeah. yeah. Probably. So, well, I think people are going to die, but they're just going to bring them back. I, I, don't, I mean, it is still a Disney movie. Get it in, Hutch. Exactly. Damn, Disney. So, um, Damn, Disney. Disney. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Get it on a loop. All right. All right, so that's Blurred Notes. Let's get into these damn comic books, y'all. All right, let me hit the – that's day one. Let me hit the sounder. All right. So, Hutch is back on the call. Hutch is a bigger DC fan, definitely, than Brother Beavis and I. Sandman's got a little bit of a history with, uh, with DC – uh, that's more than Brother Beavis and I. So when we kind of started the Marvel, the second season of the Marvel Hacks, we brought in a couple of, or we brought in a DC book, which is primarily The Flash, because we know Hutch is, Hutch's favorite character, his favorite DC character. So we've been, we brought this book in, and so they've been in on this story about The Flash losing the speed force. It's Flash number, I think we've done 40, 39, 40, and I think this is number 41, yes. This is the third one we've done. Yeah. So, basically, Hutch, you said you had a chance to read it. I did. Did you read the back um, issues, too? I did not get to go. I, but you know what? This comic made me want to look into the back issues, so I think I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off kind of rough, though. Uh, it, the, the, the artwork and stuff, I thought it was kind of like a... I don't know, it's kind of a comic you get it in the off, off the corner. It didn't look yeah. it didn't look like, you know, clean. It was very rough edge kinda of, for a flash. It's come out it's come out every two weeks and that book was a guest artist. Uh forty one is a guest artist. It was not the oh. artist that did the first two books. So yes, it was the Dale Saunders uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah. All right. Okay. But yeah, so essentially to catch you up then, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, Barry has lost the speed force. Um, God saw. has stolen that mm-hmm. with, um, uh, what was that? Lord Help me God out. to you, sir. Lord God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Lord God has some sort of brain disorder at this point, and he had, needs the speed force. Lord God needs the speed force to cure himself. So he lures uh, Barry Allen Flash in steals his speed force, but it's really not enough. So now he's chasing a MacGuffin. Uh, there's a lightning rod that uh, Kid Flash and some purple lady Flash took, and uh, God needs that with uh, Ragin's lightning power to uh, steal the speed force from all of the Flashes so he can cure whatever monkey disease that he has in his brain. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. <laughs> and um, I mean, yep. and that this is that book essentially that's going through there. Uh, they're chasing that MacGuffin, and um, Barry has lost his. He has lost the Speed Force, but he has the Lightning Rod that they took from uh, from Grodd, and he thinks Lord that in some way, yeah, Lord Grodd. If he thinks he thinks he can, like his his key to getting his Speed Force back is tied to that Lightning Rod. Um, and he wants to, you know, he, you know, he was trying. He's keeping it. Uh, Wally West uh, put white. I think in my notes is www white Wally West because we do also have black <laughs> Wally West, um, who's also there. So, but white Wally West is now the Flash. Um, 
and there's just battles all like, hold on, my cat is, what are you doing, man? Hey, go, go play with that over there. <laughs> so, um, but. Cats so, love DC. Yeah, they do love DC. Um, so, yeah, and, and it basically gets to this point, you know, where, you know, what are they going to do, essentially? Okay, you know, can, what, what are we going to do? Do we kill God? Do we stay? You know, it, 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 you know, and that there's a backstory with Iris West and, you know, they're going to go attack her, and that's Wally West's aunt, or Iris West, yeah, that's his aunt, yeah. and he's like, you're not going to touch my aunt, and I'll, you know, it, it's really kind of comic booky, but you can tell the story's going to wrap up in the next issue, because this is all filler, essentially, um, but, <laughs> but, it's, but it is, but it's a good story, like, I'm not saying that, I mean, you know, when, a, when we premiered this or whatever a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, you know, this is actually pretty decent, you know, it's a pretty decent book. You know, I, I, like I said, Hutch, I know you like the flies. What did you like about this book, you know, save for the artwork? Yeah, the artwork, you know, the artwork as you kept reading it, you know, kind of, I don't know, I guess it kind of helped or it, it wasn't as distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this, I did like the story. I'm not sure about, I mean, Wally West is a, what, fuchsia color flash, whatever that is. Uh, mm-hmm. And a black goo flash, kid flash, whatever he is, sure. Um, what's the name of the girl? Yeah, we've been uh, able to get her name straight. Uh, and we've been calling her the Flash Purple Lady, Purple Lady Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been just he was just calling her by. I guess she's got a name like her real name, but not a not a code. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's in the Chinese Justice League. You know how kind of like they send like some black dudes to the Chinese NBA, but you can only have like one or two of them. Like that's All right. she's the white one over there. Like the rest of them Asian, I would imagine. So, so yeah. that's she's, cool. the yep. she's the affirmative action hire in the Chinese uh, Justice League. Other words, <laughs> but, but I, I did I did like the story. I was intrigued. I will watch or watch. I will read the next episode and probably do some back issue checking. So yes, it did what it had to do. It got me to read it. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, that's that. I know, Brother Beavers, you do not mess with the Flash and no DC book on this one, right? Yeah, I kind of zoned out while you guys were talking about it. The Flash is the best speech during comics. I I, kind of went into the Speed Force for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, exactly. I mean... (laughs) They we talked about this on our last podcast. They run the risk of you know kind of marveling up all these flashes here. You got what not not just one Wally West, but you got another Wally West that's also black too. That's the Kid Flash. I mean, and I could not dig into whatever Wikipedia page it was going to help to determine why there's two Wally West and one is black and one is not. As on top of there's you know Reverse Flash and all these other people, but then there's, 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 on there's yeah, the evil lady yeah. flash and yeah, there's the right there disaster zoom and black F- death flash and all yeah. of them. <laughs> and then yeah. the book ends. I forgot. I almost end, I forgot that on my notes. The book ends with that Barry trying to. He's gonna go contact somebody that's going to help him get his speed right. voice back, and he goes and sees and who's who's God Speed. I ain't never heard of this minute before. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know either. I, I, no, right, okay. I've been out for a while. Yeah, he had to break into a prison where they keep Godspeed, and he breaks into the prison, and, you know, he breaks this dude out, and he's like, yeah, I'll help you. 
Barry or whatever. I don't know. I was like, I, I yeah, what, what, what are the friends for or some shit? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. But essentially another flash. So probably in the course of this book, there was a solid eight flashes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like a solid. Yeah, a five, five or six for sure. Yeah, so whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. So that's your one, DC folks. Never say that the Marvel hacks do not give you something. And, you know, I'm sure as Hutch is back on, we will wind up dipping our toes back into the DC. So, there you go. All right. Next up, uh, I believe that's me. Uh, let's go to Brother Beavis. What did you get a chance to read? I read Cap and Astonishing and X-Men Gold and X-Men Gold. X-Men Gold and Gold. Okay. So, do y'all want me to do, you know, you want to do Le- Legacy because that's me. Did anybody else read the Avengers book, the No Surrender book? Yeah. Yeah, I read it. You did? Okay. All right. So let's do Run Sur- No Surrender, and then we all the other ones, like most people that read or whatever. Let's just jump in when you can, man. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll catch you up because you're going to get upset when you hear some of this shit. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Avengers 682 and 3, this No Surrender story has been going on for what? This is book 7 or 8? Yeah, it's been, it's been weekly. 682 was essentially the... Uh, I don't know what that Indian dude's name is. Apache Chief? No, that's DC. Um, <laughs> I don't know what his name is. The dude to hang out with Hawkeye. Whatever his name is, um, that whole that whole book was essentially his story and really did not further the narrative other than, hey, the Hawk is still coming back. 683 is, okay, we'll fill Hutch in. Okay, Hutch, in this story, uh, they're chasing MacGuffins. They introduce this character. Her name is, I think we're going to call her Vector. What's her Velocity? Voyager. No, Voyager. Voyager. Yeah, they introduced this character, Voyager. She looks like a, a female version of the Sentry, and everybody's like, she just showed up in one of the issues. It's like, oh, yeah, that's Voyager. She was one of the original Avengers. Everybody knows Voyager. How do you not know Voyager? And we had on this podcast, <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, was like, I was like, I had to go back and look at early books because I thought the early onset started to set in. So, <laughs> I'm like, this is bad. So, essentially, this character, she's a teleporter. She can teleport, like, over long distances. She can teleport groups of people, you know, kind of like a long-distance version of Cloak, essentially. So, she's there, but as a part of this this world of thing that's going on, the, the game master and some other dude are having um, a, a battle, and they're... Oh, of MacGuffins, and they got the Black Order and some other group. It's really just, it's been a hot mess. A, a part of that, uh, Jarvis got injured, and then in, uh, like a building fell on him and shit. But because he couldn't heal from the building, <laughs> if he couldn't hear from the building, they, Hank Pym, no, Hank Pym, no, uh, Hank McCoy, Beast, and uh, other, other Wasp. Other Wasp. Determined that he, yeah. yeah, Other Wasp. They determined that he has what they call Avengers Fever. Meaning that because he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what in the Jarvis. fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis exactly. got itis. Yeah. Um. So he's got Avengers fever. And, is that um, different than jungle fever? <laughs> uh, we haven't determined <laughs> if it is or not. Could but determine it. Yeah. yeah. So he's got that. So is he, was looking at, he was looking at Tigra in a certain kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> he was so 
and Avengers Fever is essentially like you know when the when the Avengers would come back to the mansion, he was cleaning up, and they didn't like clean their feet on the fucking rugs. He he absorbed all the radiation and the gamma and all that. What? He's got Avengers oh my fever. lord! This is legit. This is legit. This is legit, and it's been going on for seven issues, sir. And if that's the word. Yay! Oh, nigga, it gets worse. So six eighty three picks up. Six eighty three picks up, and Wasp and Beast are in the hospital, and the a MacGuffin shows up at the hospital where Jarvis is naturally. And so there's like ghost figures attached to the MacGuffin, and so they're you know the the ghosts are attacking the patients or whatever, like they're people that died in the hospital or whatever. So they're attacking the patients and the doctors or whatever. They're like, oh, we need to cure Jarvis. They got a, a an antidote from something or whatever. So she shrinks Hank, uh, and he goes into Jarvis to go attack the Avengers fever with the antidote. And, like, mm. it turns into, like, an episode of, like, Osmosis. You saw Osmosis Jones, that movie with Chris Rock, where he was a white blood cell or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially that, where he's going through the body and saying, like, oh, I got to, you know, turn a hectometer right here or whatever. I'm like, oh, my God. And then um, she's staying out to um, to fight the, the, the ghosts or whatever. And so once he gets inside uh, Jarvis, he, you know, he finds the fever which is like a big monster-looking thing, and, you know, the monster attacks him because, you know, it doesn't want to die. And um, then, uh, what's her name? Uh, other Wasp. Wasp. Yeah. yeah, Other Wasp. Yeah, she had to come in there and save, you know, gives him a, a Robert Gibson hot tag save, and then they attack it. And um, once he gets kicked, you know, once they get kicked out of them, and Jarvis is like, well, and now he's like, oh, I'm good. And then Voyager shows up. And he's like, what are y'all doing? This Voyager, she, she that, y'all minds have been played with. There ain't no Voyager. She never was an Avenger. And she's got like a shitty grin on her face. And then she comes in, takes the MacGuffin, and then that's the end of issue 683. Pretty much. Oh, 23 pages. <laughs> 23 pages yeah. of shit. I mean, tell me if I missed something. No, you pretty much hit on everything more than I would have remembered. That shit was crazy as <laughs> hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, if you've listened to this podcast, you know we were like, what What in the world is this Voyager and why? Um, so now, this, is, this, is, this has been my thing. Look, I hate the beast on the Avengers. Uh, yeah, it is a little unusual because he's he's got histories with both the X-Men and the Avengers, and they're both long, you know what I mean? So it's kind of strange, he, I don't know. He, he's kind of like... Cyborg with the with Justice League, he don't fit. There are mutants in the world that are going to be on other teams other than the X Men. I mean, I don't mind that at all. Right, but but he don't as an Avenger. I mean, he's just a big blue freakazoid. Get rid of him. (laughs) If you could see my notes at the end of my issues for six eighty three, the end of it says love. So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how long, much longer this is going to go on, to be honest with you. I mean, it's been going strong for a solid two months, and it, that book is ended with um, con- to be continued, not to be concluded. Um, and yeah. so, uh, I mean, it, uh, are they going to run it straight up to, to the fresh start, Brother Beavis? Uh, I guess, but all their sort of mainstream books, like 
they're all terrible. So I don't know. Maybe they like maybe they do need a fresh start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know, man. It's uh, they can't. There's no way they can get another world altering event after this one before it fresh starts in May. I don't think. I mean, but I don't want to test them either because they'll be like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. We got one more for you before we fresh start these books. <laughs> yeah. All right. <sighs> yeah. All right. Cap 699. This cap is about to hit 700 issues. Uh, Brother Beavis did read this one uh, to catch up. Cap is in 2025. He's in a dystopia land where America has been, um, uh, I don't know, accosted essentially by these uh, group of people. What are they called, Brother Beavis? Now I can't remember. The I keep calling Rampart. Rampart. There, was Rampart. A, there was a nuclear attack on North America that killed basically uh, all the superheroes and basically the government. And the leader of the Rampart took over. And his name is, he's like Babington or Babington or something like that. King Babington. Babington. Something like yeah, that. King Babington. Yeah. He was essentially yeah, so Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, yeah, so oh, Cap no. had a run-in with them. They retconned a run-in with Rampart, which was like a Hydra wannabe, and there was mm-hmm. a couple other issues, and he ended up getting, like, frozen in the ice. And when he wakes up, he's in the future, and the twist was it's not that far in the future, but everything's gone to shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And this, this is real? This is mainstream? Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is, is a, yeah. this is one of what-if books or something? Nope. No what ifs. Hey, uh, and hey, and this hey, is actually hey. a book we've re- we reviewed every book of this since it came out from Legacy, and this has actually been one of the better books. Um, and this issue is oh. actually not that. Uh, <laughs> it's actually this issue isn't really that bad either. The artwork on this book is great. Like it's a different type of kind of cartoony style. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. it, at least in the first few issues of Cap's Return or whatever, they've told you know, fairly short stories, and even this one is the middle of a three-part story that's going to conclude in and of itself in issue 700, you know, so it 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 makes its way pretty quick. Uh, as a part of the, the nuclear attack that Brother Beavis said, there were only two heroes that survived it. You know, Cap was frozen. So could you think of two, he, two heroes that would have survived? The Hulk? That's one. That's one of them. Uh, well... Somebody, heroes, not villains, right? Heroes, yeah, the heroes, yeah. Uh, well, not Red Hulk. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, the Avengers. Let's see. Uh, I, I can't. What? Juggernaut? Not Juggernaut's a villain. He's a, he's a well-known I'm, person of color. Well-known <laughs> person of color. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. I'm not saying what that color is, but... <laughs> oh, well, didn't Hulk also a well known Anybody but Deadpool. Mm, no, he didn't. Uh, no, it's Yay. the thing. The thing yeah. survived, and the Hulk survived. Uh, so, oh. Yeah, so I'll take the Hulk, and Brother Beavis can take the thing. Uh, so the Hulk <laughs> appears there. He's working for the Ramparts. Uh, they've somehow controlled his mind. Cap takes him out, Cap style, you know. And he's like, Banner, you know, we're friends. What are you doing in there? Uh, you know, come, you know, we're friends, whatever. Hey, he's a friend from work. And um, <laughs> they, they have this battle. Cap, again, takes him out. He uses a bomb or something to, you know, hurt him enough to get him back to becoming Banner. And so he wins Banner back to the, to the side of the resistance, essentially, because, of course, Cap is leading the resistance against the Ramparts. And then there's another hero, Brother Beavis, take how Thing 
is spending his time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, spending his time. He's on the Conan the Barbarian wheel underneath the uh, the White yeah. House, and uh, <laughs> so you have to so you kind of have to stretch this belief here because Cap finds it. He's like, "Ding! Oh, so good to see you. We got to go." He's like, "Well, I can't leave. I I, I got to turn this crank to keep. I'm the only thing that's protecting humanity." <laughs> And he's, yeah. and he's like, yeah. uh, in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not actually true. So he has to break <laughs> the thing that he got duped for how, like, I guess the last seven or eight years to just sit down here and turn the, the Conan, the barbarian wheel. And it's not, and he mm. didn't even get like big out of it. He's still just like the thing. <laughs> but there was one thing that caught my attention. I don't know if any, it just caught your attention. But what mm. the thing is most upset about is the people he's lost. And he says, Johnny, Franklin, Val, yeah. they mm-hmm. was murdered. And so yeah. we've talked a little bit about what we think the new Fantastic Four. I took that as a pretty strong teaser for the new Fantastic Four. Once they, I guess, uh, well, on the path they're on, two and one's going to get run into the ground. But uh, if, they, mm-hmm. if they're going to do Fantastic Four, it seems like it'll be Johnny Thing, Franklin Richards, and Valeria Richards. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which I would just, I, as, as you have that feeling, which I do as well, <laughs> I would just think about the alternative is to have Reed Richards and Sue Storm instead. So <laughs> maybe it's not so bad. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's, uh, if, are there fresh stories on either side of that, uh, other than the fact that, I don't know. Uh, every time I'm like, hey, the Fantastic Four should come back, I start thinking of some of the Fantastic Four stories I've read post, like, Heroes Reborn and, and Heroes Return, and I'm just like, nah. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. But, yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, again, I think we're running this book a little bit, brother. Beavis, you read it. I, th- I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent issue too. You get to see Cap be Cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think... it, Go ahead. I was going to say it seemed like it was a little rushed. I mean, this guy, that's Rampart or whatever, they were like basically like Cobra, right? They're just in control of the the, the United States and. And this issue, they pretty much overthrow uh, Cobra Commander, whatever the, the little evil gnome, whatever the hell's name is, Babington. And that's it at the end. And <laughs> it's, uh, the battle is just so quick and it's over with so quick. I was like, wow, yeah. that was a yeah. quick resolution. I'm thinking, you know? I'm thinking this is like a computer simulation or some sort of mind control where somebody's either trying to figure out whether Cap is still like, uh, Empire or Imperial Commander Captain America, whatever for Hydra. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or trying mm-hmm. to demonstrate to him that he really is a symbol, no matter what. And the fact, yeah, you're right. Like they topple this this regime. Like the whole country was worthless until Cap shows up, exactly. and all of a sudden the regime is is overthrown. Like six six issues later, it definitely <laughs> does seem like it's a it's that there's going to be some <laughs> in, in the next issue and we get the reveal it's not actually 25, 2025. There you go. Uh, I love it when we get sound effects on the podcast. <laughs> I'm 
morph into a bird like character to show up so I can get my <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote in my notes that the king of Baddington or whatever was like he's essentially Humpty Dumpty. Uh yeah. like he's a freaking deformed like king and he gets taken out fairly quickly. I also have a love in here as well looking at my notes. Um yeah, for the thing pushing that thing around. Like love. Like, uh, <laughs> like, hey, I'm saving everybody. Come on, bro. Really? Uh, Cap does turn over the leadership of the resistance to the lady that was leading the resistance, you know, because we're going to rebuild our democracy and it's going to take time and all that. But he turns it over to her because, you know, he doesn't want to be the leader. Does you he? Know, blah, blah, blah. I think he wants yeah. that to be the case, but I think they're all looking to him to lead. Yeah, that's basically what they said. At the end, of, at the end, they're cheering him. They ain't cheering that chick. So yeah, I, don't know. I think she's it, Chinese. It There's no way they're cheering her. Not in Captain America. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Man, and we've run the Chinese kind of hard here the last couple of minutes. Everybody gets the podcast hacked. All right, so yeah, all right, so yeah. I mean, again, we're running it kind of hard because we're being nerds. But again, I th- I've I've thought this little about to be three issue arc was has been fairly solid quick reading and you know you said suspend disbelief or whatever but i i thought it was pretty solid overall you know yeah i think once we see the whole story then then i'll say yeah that that fits or it doesn't fit i mean Mm -hmm. if if it has a dumb ending then i'm gonna conclude this issue is dumb (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) all right how'd you hanging on there i'm i'm uh yeah i am hanging on yes sir all right. Okay. So we're just just checking in on you there because you know you didn't get a chance to read. We're gonna turn over. Wait, what book is next? Are we finally through the X Men? Yeah, X Men books. Yeah, gold is twenty two and twenty three, and astonishing. You know what? Let's do astonishing first because it brings back a character uh, that y'all talked or y'all talked about. I wasn't on that podcast. Um, we're gonna bring uh, us. Well, well, we gotta catch him up. All right. Um. Okay, Hutch, <laughs> Astonishing X-Men is essentially the 90s X-Men cartoon team. Uh, oh. We'll get to the other books there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's essentially, it's Bishop, Archangel, Old Man Logan Wolverine, Mystique, Gambit, Rogue, Psylocke. Am I missing anybody, mm. y'all? Uh, I think that's it. And then Phantom X. And Phantom X. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the... Uh, the Who's Phantom X? Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, it's even worse. We just keep going in this story. Yeah. He's a um, he's oh, a two yeah. thousands character, which is maybe the only thing worse than a nineties character. <laughs> <laughs> he did not make the cut at Extreme Studios for Rob Liefeld. That that Pretty was much. something. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was hey? What was the name of that character that that got beat up? In the '90s version of X Men that they were all trying to find with Change, like what was his name? Or Morph, 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 thanks. Yeah, oh, Morph. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, he's not Morph. He's 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 Morph is better. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Better. Damn, <laughs> that ain't right. saying nothing. Yeah. yeah, all right. So essentially, this team runs into he's a like, story. Wait, no, he's like De- he's like Deadpool in a white costume, but he's oh, with a Please die. His mutant yeah. power is his nervous system exists outside his body in the form in, in the form of a sentient floating orb like ship. That's oh, Phantom X. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and that's super cheap. 
And he's French, yes. And he's friends with Gambit. Uh, uh, yes, uh, and in Gambit owes him. Uh, he, I don't know. They robbed something together. I don't know. Anyway, that's all the um, people need to know. <laughs> that's all they need to know. But basically, they've done six issues or so, basically to bring back Charles Xavier. Like, uh, you know, if you don't remember, uh, Cyclops killed Charles Xavier, or so we thought. Dun dun dun. But he's been stuck on the astral plane for what seems like ten thousand years, playing uh, freaking chess and mind games, trying to get out of uh, the astral plane with the Shadow King. And so he finally defeats the Shadow King with the help of the X-Men. This is, um, we're wrapping up like six issues of books. And he gets out. And while he was in there, uh, when the X-Men went to this astral plane to try to save him, he showed Phantom X like a life that he could have on the, on the, on the astral plane that, you know, he was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. And so Charles has taken over Phantom X's body. So he's got this dude, he's got like this short crew cut blonde hair, and he goes by, you know, I'm Xavier, not Charles. I'm Xavier, and Xavier's been granting wishes yeah. like motherfucking Aladdin. Um, <laughs> uh, like you know, Archangel had lost control of his ability to control Archangel. He was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. you want to just be Archangel and like and and Charles, Charles, whatever you said, and Warren Wilson. All right, bam, you can do both. You like he just cured him like that. So he's just been granting wishes to mutants, and he gets that and, and him messing with everything. He somehow uh, like rose Proteus to life. Uh, from oh. the yes, yeah. So he rose Proteus oh, to yeah. life, and so Proteus is back. And um, now they're like, "Well, shit, n- nigga, you brought Proteus back to life. What did you do that for?" And he's like, "Oh, it was like a mistake. If I did it, it was inadvertent." And you know, so now everybody's like, "We're not sure if we can trust this dude to begin with." Even they weren't really sure if they could trust him to begin with anyway, because he was like. He's supposed to be dead. Now he's rocking, you know, Phantom X's body or whatever. And like I don't think anybody show. I got to bring up Rogue's costume because, yeah. uh, like, her on this first panel, like, apparently she went to the closet and was like, hmm, how about this one that basically says, put tits here? I mean, <laughs> This is not. This is. This is. Yeah. Comic yeah. books are drawn by men, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I hear. I see you, and now I see it. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's like a circle drawn around. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's called the boob window. Oh, <laughs> but it. Well, that's the funny thing. It's like, well, boob window is sexist. We can't do that. But if you draw a circle around it with clothes over it, it's fine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Semantics. All right. So so now uh, uh, Proteus is out terrorizing London, you know, and they're trying to figure out how to get the, the toothpaste back in the tube. Charles is like, I can fix it. And they're like, well, you fixing stuff, you're going to bring back freaking apocalypse. I'm like, you know, stop fixing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so they um, – so nobody really trusts him, but Psylocke's like, hey, let's give this nigga a chance, you know, to try to do this. And so um, Bishop uh, makes an appearance who hadn't really done much in these whole books, to be quite honest with you. Um, he's, like, kind of tries to he, kill He was Cody. on crowd control for most of <laughs> yeah. the first Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> got him out doing sentry duties and shit. That's terrible. Yeah, they put him on security watch. Yeah. He had a jacket. Cutting the, cut the lawn and shit. Yeah. That's yeah. Dog. yeah. His jacket said crew on the back as he was walking. 
bringing everybody, you know, drinks and stuff. You know, getting in with them shoes. All right, so um, he, uh, Bishop's trying to kill him, but he winds up making him more powerful uh, by shooting him with plasma. And it's like, you know, that's not the way to kill him. So they've devised a plan to try to go onto the astral plane and essentially, you know, kill him that way. So Psylocke and Xavier get together and go on the astral plane and then they are met by Kevin McTaggart. Is that his, is this McTaggart, right? That's him, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's Whatever met, he's met by Kevin McTaggart, and essentially um, he's like, I'm changed, nigga. Um, I, I was 10 <laughs> years old. How you going to hold me responsible for something when I was 10? You know, don't you believe in people's abilities to change? You know, I didn't, I, you know, I was just looking for my daddy, and y'all sent a big metal dude, punch me in the face, and kill me. Like, <laughs> how cool yeah. is that? Punch you know what I mean? Boy. Yeah, it is his boy. Colossus is, yeah, it's your boy. So um, that, that's basically it. So he's like, look, um, if you don't fuck with me, I ain't going to fuck with you. That's pretty much it. He's like, but if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you. And um, Xavier's presented with that option, and he busts out um, two, I'm going to bust a cap in your astral plane ass guns, and <laughs> it's on. That's, and that is pretty much how the issue ends. So... You know, y'all read that one. What'd you think of that one, brother Peter? Mm, a little cheeky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good word. I mean, I, I think that I think that the uh, the Proteus in this instance makes a compelling villain. From the, the he does have a point. He's like, I was ten, I was locked away, I was just like experiencing things for the first time. It didn't go well. I get that, but you didn't have to kill me, and. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily a great person. The 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 X character, I have no sense of where that's going to go. Um, and yeah, it's a weird team because nobody's in charge. And yeah, so I don't know, it's, it's a little bit disorienting, a little bit disorganized. Yeah, this book doesn't. It it feels like it's going to get um, refreshed, so to speak. Um, and I I don't like I I think as as this story brings itself to a conclusion, however long it takes, I'd be surprised if it comes back in whatever version that it is in right now. Um, yeah, uh, did you read that one, Sandman? What did you think about that yeah. one? Yeah, it was it was a bit nebulous. I didn't really know what to understand what the hell was going on. I mean, I got mm-hmm. eventually that this X, they keep calling him X instead of Xavier, yeah. that it's supposed to be uh, Xavier, but it's not him at the same time, so I don't know what's going on with that. And, uh, Proteus and the, the, he takes like it seems like it was forever. He was explaining it was like, yeah, I'm a different person. You don't got to fuck with me. And, you know, yeah. it seemed like that lasted forever. And uh, and then he basically just uh, old dogs both him and X and uh, Psylocke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, yeah. it. Wasn't pretty. Let's put it that way. Yeah, mine. Was, was, yeah he basically <laughs> melts together. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was okay, I guess. It was yeah. Yeah, different. Yeah. When that book started, it was by, I mean, at least when we started reviewing it, it, it seemed like the story with uh, Shadow King or whatever and Xavier coming back, it was it was like decent. But again, I think what we've been saying on some of these books, this is what, seven or eight issues? This is seven months of this? Like, like enough already. I mean, seriously, like how many, like you couldn't have told this story in three or four issues? Right. I mean, honestly, and it's just, it's just dragging on. So, I, I, yeah, that's my biggest thing. It's like, I don't read it. 
because we talk about it on here. But once this story comes to a conclusion, I don't know what story you're going to reboot from there, but I'm straight. So I'm good. All right. Hutch is still with us, man. He might have fell asleep. He probably whacked up. Yeah, he probably went out on us. All right. Let's get into X-Men Gold. Um, 22 and 23. Uh, did y'all read both, or did you just read the current issue? I think I read 22, I think. That's the one. Which 22 and 23? Okay. okay. What about the last one we reviewed, they were fighting the quote-unquote new brotherhood with Mesmero, new avalanche, new pyro on a ship, and they yeah. all got punked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Uh, they Kitty led punk. them to another L. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll recap 22, and then we can jump into 23. Um, everybody's playing possum, and they uh, hulk up, and they start to defeat the Mesmero in them. At least they think they are. What Mesmero has done is that he's messed with all of their brains. And what they're doing is beating up civilians on TV and camera where they thought they were beating up. Like, he brought back a bunch of whack, like, whack uh, X-Men villains. Like, Sebastian Shaw, of course, Omega Red, like, a bunch of people. And so the X-Men are like, oh, shit, let's kick their ass. <clears throat> okay. And they're kicking their ass, but they're really, like, he messed with their main. So they're, like, beating up, like, civilians. And so everybody's watching them beat the civilians up. And, you know, it's getting caught on camera. And so the police come, and they're like, hey, Y'all were beating them like regular people up. And like, uh, we thought we were, uh, oops, my bad. And so they get arrested and they get sent to um, the box, uh, the box. The prison. Uh, prison. She-Hulk is, yeah, She-Hulk is representing them. Uh, she's like, well, when can we get out? You know, the kid, he's like, I don't know. It's going to take a while. She's like, but we was fighting the cops or fighting the people. What about Mesmero? He's like, he done wiped all those people's minds. Like, I don't know when you can get out. So, yeah, you're going to the prison, and I'll work on the case, you know, from this side of the ledger or whatever. And that's pretty much issue 22. Um, so the X-Men are going to prison. And it really, and X, number 23 is really like on some orange is the new black shit, basically. Yeah, I, have um, some, I have some 22 comments. Go ahead. All right. So the one plot point they, they try to make was, uh, Lydia Vance, who is the senator yeah. or whatever that they're at odds with, her dad was an abusive mutant. So, yeah. hence where that brings here. The other thing is, there's like particularly a splash panel where it's like Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, like jumping into battle. I'm like, how does this like have the feel of like the classic 80s team or 70s, late 70s, early 80s team, and yet they're so sorry? How does it, uh, like, I don't understand, like, <laughs> How they have all these mainstays on the team, and they're so sorry. And they get completely played by Mesmero. The X-Men are like the one team that's defined by a mentalist, and yet they don't, they don't see or hear this. You know, they, have no, they have no sense that this is coming on, and they have a telepath on their team. That is, yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. They got played, and they're dumb, and they should be better than they are. And I don't understand why, it's, why, they're, why they're so lame, other than the fact that Kitty Pryde is leading them. Well, you just answered your question. There's Kitty Pryde leading the team, and she shouldn't be. And there's pretty much the reason right there. It's because she sucks. And she sucks for however many years. And I sent you all that freaking picture of my daughter, bought that doll at that con, and I'm still <laughs> seeing how, how I can, you know, detach myself from her as her father. 
So, um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of legal paperwork there. Um, maybe I should hire the She-Hulk, too, because she can't win a case. But anyway. Yeah. It's right. going to take so, a while. So did you recognize <laughs> this ultimate evil, this annihilist dude that, like, I know annihilist, but who's this yeah. creature that comes out? And they, this is this another Voyager that, like, I didn't recognize him or it. I had never heard of him. And yeah. and also, and it was in the Blue Book, which we've kind of, uh, you know, forgotten about, thankfully. In the Blue Book, they've also been fighting in the negative zone. And again, back to our Fantastic Four stuff, like, so the X-Men doing negative zone stuff now? Alright. You know, I mean, like, why mm-hmm. are they even bothering in the negative zone? Like, that's a whole thing for the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are there, and now you got in the book, in the Gold Book, you got something coming from the negative zone to fight against the X-Men. So, yeah, I didn't understand either of those two, uh, like, little drop-ins um, at all. I mean, I guess it'll make its way out. It's obviously unrelated to this particular story. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, 23, it's Orange is the New Black, X-Men, and they're in prison. Kitty's in the women's facility, obviously. Her roommate is Callisto. And Callisto's like, uh, you know, can I get a new roommate? And like, no. Uh, y'all, you know, work it out yourselves. And Callisto basically, you know, is like schooling her on like how it is. And by the way, the prison is called the uh, Robert Kelly, uh, Kelly yeah. facility. Yeah, yeah, I got a good chuckle out of that. He's still uh, fucking with him now. He's still fucking with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there's that. And then, um, uh. Yeah, yeah, so they're in that part in the men's facility. She's like, basically, everybody's here is trying to kick your ass because you guys did something to put them in there, which I kind of found kind of weird because, like, who is in there that, that, you know, like, the X-Men don't really bust down like criminals like that, you know what I mean? Like, all right. Really? Yeah, so they're like, all right, well, they're going to get you. And then the other ones, uh, the men are in the other side of the prison, and, um, they're fighting, you know, people are, like, challenging them. It's kind of like the scene out of, um, oh, what's that movie, uh, out of uh, Guardians or whatever. Yeah, like, you know, oh, anybody want to try us? Yeah. 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 Anybody want to try us? You know, so they, you know, he they start kicking the shit out of all those people, too. Um, and then the B-plot of the book is Iceman is coming back to the X-Men. Uh, his book got canceled. Uh, after 11 issues, I saw that online today. I was like, oh, <laughs> now I know why he's back. So he made it 11 issues. This is probably farther than most people would have thought. Um, so he's back with the team, and then he's there essentially as the headmaster because Kitty is in jail. Um, so he's yeah. there to train up the new team of X-Men that are left, that are ready to fight. And Did you read this one, Brother B, you said? Yes, I did. Okay, who armor? Huh? Mm-hmm. Ink? What? Yeah. Wasn't she started what? in that an, that awful anime series? Which and one? Now they brought her into book. Armor. Ink? Armor? Really? Armor? armor? That's possible because yeah, that that's entirely possible. I think you're right. Yeah. Because I there was another there was another mutant that they were trying to protect, and she was definitely mm-hmm. Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Ink is. Uh, I'm going to put him in, on, at Grant Morrison's feet, but I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Never heard of him before. Yeah, Magma, who sucks. I think he, he can make tattoos to manifest power or some shit like that. I don't know. 
or other. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm glad Big Hutch fell asleep because and then Magic, who also it's kind of as powerful as she's supposed to be, she kinda sucks. They just can't figure out what to do with her. Yeah, it's like yeah. they made her too powerful and now they're trying to scale her back down. It just doesn't work. Um Well the oh, other yeah. thing too is like her powers are only like really useful against um magic Demons. and they don't fight a lot of magic characters. Yeah. They don't have a lot of magic characters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. She sucks. But yeah, so there's that team, um and they're not they're not great in terms of training or whatnot. Um and then that somebody shows up, like the pyro dude. He he was supposed to get a, a, a bag of money, or he got a bag of money after Mesmero told him the Scooby Doo plot that actually Lydia Nance was the one that that hired Mesmero to get the X Men thrown into jail. And he was like, "Oh, you sold out the mutants or whatever." And he was like, "Hey, they money greed too." And um, <laughs> and he's like, "I you know taking this." And I like the scene where Avalanche is like, "Can I keep this?" Like his money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I keep this? So he takes it, and then he goes to the X-Men, and essentially is like, you know, he wants to make it right. Uh, Iceman is greet. Uh, he's greeted by Rogue and Iceman at the at the mansion. Iceman's like, I don't trust this dude. Rogue's like, give him a chance, and so you know, don't make me regret it. Blah blah blah. And then the book essentially ends in Gen Pop with the ladies, where uh, there's a new, you know, there's a lady that's the the alpha male that. Uh, a male, the alpha female that is, you know, the head of the prison, and she's gonna, you know, bust everybody's heads up because she wants to beat up the X Men, and her name is Crazy Maisie, and she's coming <laughs> over there to beat up the, yeah, she's coming over there to beat up the X, uh, the X Men, and that's two, you know, in cut roll credits. That's that, yeah. Like uh, you said, there's not a prison full of villains waiting for them. It's no. Crazy Maisie and some other people you never met. <laughs> And, and who is the shredded man? Yeah, who is the shredded yeah. man? Yeah, I have that in here, too. There. And how did, they, how did they miss, like, an, they missed, like, a whole page worth of opportunities for Iceman to, like, mm-hmm. make bad puns about Pyro? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the whole time he doesn't want him on the team, it has nothing to do with the fact that this guy is fire and he's ice. Yeah. <laughs> Total missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, he could, yeah, yeah. He could melt me off the team. Um, yeah, it just, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the, the, I don't know about this book either. It's better than, and I, told, I texted y'all last night, it's better than X-Men Red. That is hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah floating into Falcon territory of how bad it was for issue two. Um, yeah. So just FYI, I mean, if you're a big fan of um, Honey Badger, then you're, you know, that's the book for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you're a fan of comic books, that's not a good book for you. Um, yeah. I, it, if it makes it to 11 issues like uh, Iceman did, it'll be a major upset. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but that's it. I mean, you know, it's just a, a regular story. I, you know, I think it's, I, I, uh, the book seems kind of directionless. Like, gold definitely seems like it's like just, like, we're just going to make up some stories until we marry Kitty and Colossus here uh, in issue uh-huh. whatever that's coming up to. So, uh, around the room, Brother Beavis, well, yay. Then yay. I guess probably what will happen is they'll pull him out of the book, and then it'll be Iceman's team for a little while is sort of the direction they're headed. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, in that man, the I mean, as Sam and you were like, I ain't nobody reading that Iceman book. I read it because remember, I, I interviewed or I talked to the 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 writer of that book, and you know, he the part of the part of that book was for him to you know he was going to go out to Los Angeles and get a, his own team. Um, that didn't uh, just work out though. A team of X Men. Well, a team of heroes, kind of like the champions, um, essentially. Like the champions, and, you know. Yeah. So it's just for. Yeah, yeah it, well, of course, and it just meandered and puttered out, and that was the end of it. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it was. I've read worse books, you know. I mean, it was as good as, you know, maybe a little bit less than the Gene Gray book, which I thought was pretty good. It, you know, it was not a terrible book. It's just mm-hmm. I don't think there's any. And nobody was screaming for the Iceman book. Like I, I think that's the biggest <laughs> issue. It's like, let me get the solo Iceman book, everybody. I don't think anybody cared. Oh uh, no. no. All right. I think that was yeah. an attempt to make the uh, to make the, since they turned him gay to kind of appease the LBGT community or something. Yeah, how long that lasted? So, but I mean, but you I, could, I mean, you could make a good book with um, a gay character. It's just mm-hmm. probably not going to be Iceman. Yeah, uh, I don't because like the character anymore. is just yeah. not that interesting to begin with. Like making him no, gay never, didn't make him any more interesting. It just made him gay. You know, him so, and Angel. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. So I think yeah. the parts with his like his family were interesting, but the parts with him like dating were just tedious. Yeah, they were just yeah because right. I mean, we had to put it in. You know, and again, like you know, shout out to Santa Grace and thanks for talking to me that time. But you know, I, I think he was earnest in trying to write a book that you know felt authentic to him as a you know as a gay man. I like I don't. Like, I think he felt that what he was doing is there. I just think that the character is so paper thin that it would have taken literal years to kind of build that character up to the point where somebody cared about those other aspects of his life besides making ice cream and shit. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, mean, it's, I just think he was just, uh, he's Iceman. It's kind of like, yeah, it's Iceman. It's, yeah, it's Angel. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody cares. So, all right. I think I was supposed to put Rogue and Gambit on this list, but I didn't. But it's about to conclude anyway because it's going to end after five. Uh, so we'll probably just do it at the conclusion. Uh, you know, once it wraps up. Um, I think there are already three issues. Three. So I yeah, didn't think I three was out yet. No, I did. Yeah, it came out. I read it. I read it yesterday or maybe this morning. Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, it's it's straight up filler. Like we're just trying to get to the end. Um, and also retconning stories from the past, like it did for the other uh, for issue two. So nothing you you miss nothing uh, in that regard. So all right, <laughs> Hutch, you you still there? You're showing in the chat, but he he might be asleep at the wheel. No, all right. I think, I think he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably did. So as we start to wrap up. Uh, this issue of the Marvel Hacks. Um, let's see, any Brothers Comics business? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Hutch and Female Perspective has uh, South Carolina Comic Con, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Uh, the dudes at the Megasheen podcast are covering Lexington Comic Con for us uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow, actually. Uh, shouts out to uh, Victor and shouts out to Oh, gosh, I can't remember the other dude's name. But, yeah, they'll be at Lexington Comic Con. Uh, we got some other cons that are coming up. Uh, so we're just trying to figure out who's going to attend them. Uh, but that's basically it. Oh, uh, I think that's it, really, guys. I think so. We've got, what are we? Hold on. A little over an hour. I told you. I'm, I'm getting better. 
I'm getting bad, bad for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's and actually I not I bad. Mean, yeah, do you guys watch dick, uh, Jessica Jones yet? Uh, I did not. I haven't yet. watched a minute. Yeah, I haven't watched a minute. Did you I'm trying to it? finish up The Punisher because I stalled on it. I'm like on the yeah, 11 now. Me too. It's yeah, picking up speed three. as it gets to the end, but that just pisses me off because like, you guys wasted the last nine issues to get to this but, point. Well, yeah. and, here's, and let's throw this topic in there really quick. I think the because I was rewatching Luke Cage the other day because I, you know, my wife wasn't around and my son wanted to see it, so I was like, "Shh, don't tell." Him. <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, "I was like, man, these would be really good if the seasons were like eight episodes long. Mm-hmm. Twelve is right. a stretch." But I was like, "Boy, you could really tell a super tight story in eight hours as opposed to twelve, because those extra four hours, man." Mm, because if, if the Cottonmouth would have died in episode six, and you concluded that shit in episode eight, then you would have been talking about something that was one of the greatest things that ever happened. Because yeah. um, he spends yeah. like four episodes just staggering around being hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit was not entertaining either. Yeah, was And of course, yeah. meeting Claire yeah. Temple. Yeah, let's put it back to life, man. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was just thinking, I was like, eight episodes or... Like twelve half hour episodes, and it's still six hours. Like that's I just want the same thing, man. Like just don't go crazy, and I think it just stretches out the stories too long. The only one that, to, in my opinion, the only one where it really worked at this was Daredevil, the first season. Even Daredevil season two is like, yeah. man, when Electra comes on the scene, just dump on all the breaks, man. Just <laughs> put every single break on there, man. Freaking the emergency, every break you have is just slows that thing down to an absolute crawl. So, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll I, I want to give another shout out to Star Wars Rebels just wrapped up, and that show started off as basically like the main character was Aladdin. It mm-hmm. ended so strong, dude. That yeah, that show got great. So he's a take Dave Filoni is the guy that uh, the showrunner on that. That's that's him. He's a good writer. He's a good showrunner. Yeah, take I my geek car. Heard. Yeah, yeah take my geek car. I've never I've never seen an episode, not a minute of it. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good series. It's, it's a stretch to get through the first season, but after that, it gets really good. Yeah, I hear people talking about it online, and I'm just like, I have not watched any minutes of that, so I feel kind of bad. But yeah, I've heard that it's really good. Okay, I gotta get better at watching some of this nerd stuff, man. I just, I, just, <laughs> you know, I mean, I really do. Like, I just, I'm not, you know, I get so caught up. I'm the worst at like watching the same stuff that I've seen over and over again instead of trying new stuff. That's not a like real Luke good Cage, look. For yes, exactly. Why? Yeah. 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 A reason for that. I wait till I show him Daredevil. Man, shit. Um. It's really gonna send his mother over the edge. <laughs> That's just Don't one watch really. Game of Thrones. Don't. No, 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 no. Uh, he's afraid of that. Yeah, he's afraid of that. He's afraid to watch um, Logan actually because I was like, "Hey, your mom ain't around. Let's watch Logan." And like the first couple of scenes came on, he was like, mm, "See you later," and he was gone. So I was like, "All right, that's not gonna happen." So he wants to see Deadpool. I'm a little shaky about that one, but I don't know. He's twelve. I don't know why he can't watch it, but. Whatever. I saw more than that when I was 12, but I'm all fucked up. I know. Back in your day, we know. (laughs) As we start to wrap things up here, remember you'll be able to find this podcast on the Bros Comic Network, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Lisbon, uh, uh, Google Play, TuneIn, App, 
Um, yeah, any of those streaming devices, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, remember, it's part of all the other networks and shows with these gentlemen on the Game of Thrones podcast, which, again, if you're a fan of, of Dick Jokes, <laughs> check out last week's episode. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of them, too. You will get your feel of Dick Jokes in that hour and seven minutes up there. Because, man, we got in a few. Uh, but, yes, there's that show. Uh, there's the uh, Unmasked podcast from Mr. Robot with the ladies that come to that show. The intersection with Malika Salam. Uh, this week in the association, our NBA recap show with me and uh, brother Will Stacks, uh, and then the brothers, the mothership, uh, the brothers Counts podcast, which uh, with Big Hot Shoes, literally maybe sleeping on the phone right now. Yeah, he was going to make fun of us making fun of him, but he came on the podcast and fell asleep. So, uh, you know, he tried. God bless him. So, yeah. At least he showed so, up. Uh, yeah, at least yeah. he did show up. We were definitely betting that he wasn't. All right. So as our X-Men animated music starts to play us out, uh, Sandman, go ahead and say goodnight to fellow mutants. Brian, yes, sayonara fellow mutants, and uh, goodnight, Big Hutch, wherever you may be. <laughs> <laughs> Big Hutch. Yeah, he's definitely headed into dream world. Uh, he's probably in REM sleep by now. All right, brothers, go ahead and say goodnight, man. All right, brothers, I will see you next week. There you go. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Peace. Peace.